Hey, everybody. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, so grab a beer and come hang out with your old pals, Tom and Neil, on the Pug Till I Die podcast. Exactly correct. How are you doing, it's, Neil? I'm good. It's 4 o'clock here, and I just grabbed a beer. So It's 5.04. I am also drinking a beer. I bet you're having something much classier than I am. What are you drinking? I'm drinking, and actually, a local Evanston brew. I'm drinking uh, Temperance Gatecrasher, which is... Mm. I, I never used to like the IPAs, but this is one that I really, really like. So I think Temperance do a really, really good job. I generally have been a fan of the IPAs, but I've been sort of tending away from them lately. I am drinking, Neil, something called Natter Days. Do you know what Natter Days is? I do not. So it's made by Natural Light, so you know it's a good start, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it's this, like, strawberry lemonade beer, and of course I'm oh. drinking a 60-ouncer. 60, 60 that sounds kind of delightful, and actually. It, it, it reminds me of summer. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds nice. Which is which is not ironic because it literally is summer here. It went from like freezing overnight, forty degrees to like eighty five degrees. Yep, that's uh, the Midwestern uh, spring, right? It lasts about five hours. <laughs> I swear we used to have spring, dude. I I don't know what happened, you know. And uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, I'd rather I don't mind the heat so much, but you know, I'm not a I'm not a a, a little a small little thing i need a little like time to build up to it you know well yeah there's that but also for me it's um it's still overcast so we have i think i think i saw something that said that the last 40 days we've had two days of sunshine in chicago and that bothers me not just because it's kind of depressing because it's gray every day but because i get migraines and the weather can severely affect that so those heavy uh, low clouds can really fucking trigger my migraines so it's uh it's been kind of a get, bitch you gotta of get that vitamin d man you, you gotta <laughs> hit that vitamin d it's very good for you vitamin s the best way to get it is sun yes supplements aren't as good well that's yeah yeah anyway. that i mean that's it it's, it's important right um but uh, I, God, it's and it just rain. It rained incessantly. If I was still in my old apartments, I probably would have been drowned by now with all the leaks that I had. <laughs> so you know, probably uh, probably just as well for numerous well, reasons. I'm not there anymore. It's funny, right? So you know, all we want to do, Neil and I are old geezers, but all we want to do is punk rock stuff all the time. That's all I want to do. But unfortunately, man, it seems like lately, like real life has been sort of whooping on us, huh? Yeah, you've been. Oh, that's true, just, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've been moving. You've had lots of family stuff to deal with, right? Yeah, and nothing like tragic. It's just a lot of stuff going on. Well, and that was what I was going to say I was going to lead into is you had been talking about, you know, last weekend, you were kind of torn between going to two shows and eventually you said, hey, I'm not going to both. I'm only going to do one or the other. And then you ended up going to neither. That's <laughs> right. That's quite correct. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. these are old man punk rocker problems, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, Sunday, I mean, Sunday nights just aren't a great night for shows, especially if. Well, it's sold. It's sold out. It's sold. Well, it's sold out. It's sold out. Yeah, but um, I actually, I actually did well, buy. I actually did buy a ticket, but I didn't. I ended up. Oh, not you were going holding in. tickets and you didn't go. Oh, I did. Shame. Yeah. Well, no, it, no, no. Well, here's the thing. I had, um, I had a last minute uh job uh job a last minute work thing show up like a big meeting i had to host on monday morning and this only showed up at some point during the weekend uh so i i, I had to i had to work in sunday and it just wasn't and i had to be up early monday it just wasn't going to work out for me to for me to so go you probably to probably should have in hindsight you probably should have went and seen christian christian death on friday yeah maybe so maybe so yeah 
but my well, daughter, but I, but Li- I wouldn't have had anyone to go with because Lydia now was uh, she's got a she's got a steady and she is permanently with him. So I wouldn't have had anyone to go to see. Oh, is that and, right? Yeah, and she was the main reason I was going to go to Christian Death anyway. Um, yeah. So and if she was going to cancel it, I wasn't going to do it. You know, but I did go to a show last week. I went last Tuesday. Neil Neil's daughter's dating a seaman. There's a joke there somewhere. <laughs> indeed, indeed. He, anyway, indeed, sorry. Did you, what did you go? What did you go see? Last Tuesday night, I went to see uh, Kate Clover. Oh, that's right. That's right, Kate Clover. Yeah. Oh, we, that's. I see. Okay. Now, unfortunately, some time has passed, so you probably lost some of your venom. But you were not pleased with the opening act. I was fucking furious, and I still am when I think about it. But you're right. We should have probably. Well, it's funny because you know. We, we always make jokes, you know, but I always make jokes about how I build bridges and you burn them down. And I know sometimes on the podcast I get more mean-spirited than you and we kind of trade barbs about it. But you were so, like, unreasonably angry about a bad opening act, which every show has a bad opening act, it seems like. Um, I, the unreasoning anger? I don't know, man. Uh, it was Well, uh... you know, listen, dude, the thing is, you know, you look at a band like the Shags, right? They couldn't play at all. And that record is considered a classic. Uh, I'm, pretty sure there's a jo- I'm pretty sure there's a joke there too, Neil. There is. Joke. There is. I do not want the word shag in associated with this old girl band in any way, shape, or form. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, that's right. Because <laughs> your toxic masculinity. That's right. Hey, now that's that's not very nice. That's not very nice. Yes. No, but I listen. Listen, I, I've known you for a few years, Neil. A few years now, Neil, and I, I can honestly say that you're toxic, but it's not because of your masculinity. So there's my defense. <laughs> Thank my you very much. My that's, yeah, that's a, that, that's an insult coming from you. Um, exactly. No, you know what it was? It was um, it was just they were so it was insulting. They were amateurish and pathetic, and they reveled in that. Um, but uh, and I don't know. It might, I mean, boy, how how damning, Neil? I mean, all they play is covers, and I. Th- I think that's one of the most insulting things is because they play covers of maybe some of your favorite songs, but they play them very, very, very badly. Like amateurs, like, mm. like, you know what it's like? It's like, so they're uh, not playing like sixties doo-wop songs. What are they playing? Like Nirvana? I mean, Blink-182, what kind of covers are they playing? They play, uh, let's see. <laughs> who do they butcher? Let's see. Who do they insult? Let's see. Uh, the insult. All right. The... Wait, listen, listen, you want, should we play a song still? You want to play a song? You want to play a song? Sure. Yeah. You know what? Cause I should get it. I should get into this from the start. Cause they they weren't even the opening band. There was the band before them. The Poison Boys opened up. So the Poison Boys played before them. They did. Yes. Oh, that is insulting. All right, now I'm insulted too. All right, play a song. All right. So Try um, to insult us with your song. I went record shopping on Saturday, and yep. um, that went to Reckless. On uh, you've been to that Reckless. You bought yep, some singles I there, I think. One of that the big Reckless on yep. Milwaukee, and uh, I bought three singles: two old ones and one new one. So I'm going to play those. So the first so that one. Is your your theme tonight is. Recently purchased singles. Exactly correct. The first I have a theme too, but it's Mark Lectic. First one I'm gonna play is by the Lurkers, who you who you know, of course. You know the Lurkers. Um, yep. This is their second single, I believe, their most classic, probably. Um, and it was late. It was. It did come out on Fulham Fallout, the album, but it's this was yep. bef- this was before that. And when this was released, it was actually pretty early to be doing this. But they released the single, and it also came with a free gold flexi which hmm. was kind of exciting. So yeah, so I got it with the free gold flexi, which was uh which was kind of so cool. So even buying it 45 years later, it's still the flexi? It still had the flexi, yeah. <laughs> you wow. know, cuz you know who plays flexis, right? I mean, seriously, who plays them? So. Well, yeah, I mean, but but it's just, you know, usually like inserts and things like that don't last mm-hmm. for whatever reason. 
I mean, I wouldn't have bought it if it didn't have it. But when I saw it had it for nine ninety nine, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's great!" Because I can remember, you know, it's funny. It's funny, Tom. I can remember seeing that advertised in the NME back in like nineteen seventy eight, and thinking, mm. "Wow, I'd like to." What's a gold flexi? I don't even know what that is. It sounds exotic. You didn't uh, know that forty three years later you would despise flexies. Yes, yes. Except throw them the, at the homeless. Except for this one, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Well, there are some that have genuinely high value, and I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, strokes. I, I, I actually have one. I actually have a Joy Division flexi that was given away at record stores back in the day. But anyway, um, so anyway, this is the Lurkers with uh, "Ain't Got a Clue." <laughs> from uh so south london with uh ain't got a clue from 1977 so i have that album and i bought it relatively recently for like record store day a few years ago i remember that yeah yeah they reissued it like 180 gram you know it's a nice record and it didn't sell well uh, so i ended up buying yeah. it like a couple years later for like 10 bucks brand new yeah i mean no one knows who the lurkers are that was kind of a strange thing well for them and to i put wouldn't out. have but you You've played them before, and we've talked about them. And uh, I mean, it's not like the it's not like as good as like Leave Home or something, but it's a pretty decent, pretty decent little uh, punk rocker. Yeah, they were known at the time as uh, London's uh, London's uh, Ramones type band. You know, they were like, yeah. Their, their well, they kind of, but they they kind of like wore the suits. You could tell they were headed towards new wave already, kind of. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't. They had some great. Right. They had like four or five great singles, though. But anyway, that was that was that being one of them. You know who didn't have any great singles, Neil? You're welcome. There's your intro. Who was the knee highs? Of course, so, you want. Oh, you were going to start with the very beginning, and I don't want to throw shade on the Toy Poison Boys because I really dig that record. I hope it 
hope it gets a proper release this year. So, anyway, no. So tell, us the, about, oh, tell us about your show on a Tuesday night. Okay, so Kate Clover. Probably not, not many of you have heard of Kate Clover, except for I played her on the show before once. But um, here's the story with that. Um, I saw Kate Clover open up for Tiger Army in uh, Chicago with the Metro about two and a half years ago with my buddy Rick. And um, we really liked him. Um, she's got a energetic, very new wavy kind of blondie meets uh, Chrissy Hind presentation. You know, it doesn't it doesn't hurt as well that she's a she's a beautiful woman, but um, easy on the eyes, you easy creep. on the eyes, and they sound great too. Uh, and also, but it was also nice. They were super cool. They they hung out with us after the show, and we were drinking to the G Man next door, and the band was all drinking with us and stuff like that. So, you know, they left a really good memory with us that night. So when we saw that they were touring again. Uh, you know, playing Beat Kitchen, which is one was one of my favorite venues. So we'll get to that too. Uh, was like, oh yeah, let's. I'm fucking getting tickets for that. They were like twelve bucks or something, nothing, right, on a Tuesday night. So um, we got tickets for ages ago, and uh, getting close to the show, and it was Kate Clover and the Knee Highs. I'd never heard of the Knee Highs before, and uh, with about two days to go, they add the Poison Boys to the to the bill, and I was like, that's weird. But I guess it hadn't been selling well, so they decided they were gonna try and add another, another local band. Another local opener. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that wasn't a good start. So, but I was like, cool, Poison Boys, excellent. Just seen them, you know. We had Matt on the show, you know. I I really liked their really liked the record a lot. Um. So, we get to Beat Kitchen. I think doors are at seven. Band start at eight. Whatever it is, it's pretty standard. So, you know, we get there like 7.20. And, Tom, you remember when we went to went there to see uh, – who did we go to Big Kitchen to Forest see? Sprinkler. Forest Sprinkler, thank you. Um, and they were doing this the fucking retarded vaccinations that thing, you know? Yeah. They're they, still doing that. They were still doing that. Uh, and the bouncers were fucking aggressive with it too, which was weird because it was no. Yeah, I remember when we were there before? They were not. They barely glanced at it. I mean, when I say aggressive at it, they, they barely glanced at it again, but they were like, you have to show you your ID is upside down. Can't, that kind of thing. It's like there's no, there's no, there was literally nobody in the place. It was like two people sitting at the bar. I mean, so you be- got there hoping you could grab a booth, probably. And and we had a choice of every booth, <laughs> actually, except for the ones the bands were sitting at. So I guess the bands uh. were sitting at booths, but every part from that, there was nobody else in the fucking place. So they might, they, you know, the bouncers might have been a bit more welcoming. Um, I don't know if you remember the bartenders there. The bartender for Boris Sprinkler was very weird. They they don't have the bar open actually in the venue. So they only have it open in the bar, at, yep. you know, at the front. Yep. And uh, the bartenders didn't were not friendly, and they were not fast, and it was a huge ass line. I don't know if you remember that. Yep, yep, I do remember that. Now you mentioned so that. they that had not changed, even though again there was nobody in the place. The bar- are they just are they just jerks? Yeah, the bartender was just a surly fuck, and uh, I don't know. I got a I got a Guinness, and for some reason it came in a plastic cup and was nine dollars. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? So, um, switched to mixed drinks, and they were the. I was going to take it bucks. back. I was going to take it back because it didn't. I swear it did not have any alcohol in it. It was the thinnest mixed drink I have ever had. Hmm. Uh, it was gin and tonic, and then Rick got a vodka and cranberry, and it was exactly the same way. It was. Uh, hmm. they, they, so they're obviously get those doing bar- t- Get those bartenders that have like that little tiny cup thing, and they just pour it in there and measure it out. Yep. <laughs> That's I, why I go to my local bars. They just literally like just. Fill your glass with ice, then they fill it with liquor, and then leave a little room for like that brown color of the coke. You know, I mean, I've been to, I've I've never been, I've never had a weaker drink at any bar in Chicago. 
Mm. I mean that that's how that's how bad it was. Well, uh, it only cost you like twelve bucks. Yeah, well, it cost Rick twelve bucks because I bought the tickets. We bought the drinks. So. Uh, <laughs> Jokes on him. There you but go. um. No, it was just like the service was the service was fucking surly. The fucking the 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 but the, uh, the bouncers were surly. It was just it was fucking weird. It wasn't like it was a especially Saturday night and it was have, packed. Especially you know? if it didn't have to be. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't. They weren't exactly rushed off their feet. So uh, it was just it was just fucking weird. Um, so anyway. Late earlier that day, uh, Matt had let me know that the Poison Boys drummer had actually come down with COVID. So they were going to be mm. playing an acoustic set. <laughs> <laughs> so the day was the day was getting off to a great start, and you know now I mean, you you saw them only a couple weeks ago. They were they, were they good? You, we didn't really talk about them. They did. Uh, the Poison Boys were great when we saw them with Susie Moon. They were just a bit loud, right. but they were they were they were really good. Um, okay. And so you know, I got to know Matt a little bit. So Matt actually came up. He was happy to see me, and you know, we shook hands and stuff, and we're talking. Sure. And um, but they did like an MTV unplug thing. They were sitting down yeah. on the stage with uh, with acoustics. There's a singer and uh, Matt is a singer, and then there's another guitarist to the left, and then they had a new bass player to the right. So uh, Matt and the other guitar player are playing acoustics, and I'm assuming because it was last minute, the bass player didn't have a chance to get an acoustic bass, so he was playing a regular bass. So he was that was all you could hear was the bass, unfortunately. <laughs> Hmm. Um, and because I mean, they have sound. They have sound men for that, right? Uh, the sound. I, the sound men are just as good as the bartenders. It sounds like. Apparently, apparently, the sound guy was surly too, because the bass was just super, super high in the mix, and we couldn't really hear Matt's guitar at mm-hmm. all. Um, and the bass player, because he's new, you know, God, God love him, but he made some mistakes, and that becomes glaringly obvious when he's the only one that you can hear. So you know, I don't blame him, uh, but you know they they. they so did. you were already in a po- pretty foul mood by the time those young ladies came on to try well, to impress you. I mean, you know, I I re- appreciate the Poison Boys didn't just cancel because a lot of bands would probably be tempted to do that. So it gives them sure. a lot of props for doing that. And uh, you know, when I was determined to to give those guys some support, as as was Rick, so we you know we were up front and we and we were clapping along, you know, and and that kind of thing. So um, it, it was fine. It was so, what it was. So was there any people there at this point? Probably twenty at the most, mm. and those appeared to be, and some of those were definitely the knee highs. And oh, and actually, you know what was really cool? Um, one of the guys from uh, K Clover's band actually recognized us from two years previous and came up no, and, nice. uh, and yeah, and, and shook hands with us and stuff. So that was really cool. So a lot of but, the twenty, but, but your dream girl, Kate Clover, did not. Huh? She was nowhere to be seen at that point. But uh, uh, I mean, she's a teeny thing too. Um, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so half of that twenty was probably people from the bands. So that was mm. so there's probably ten people in the place at this point. So I've been to those shows. Yeah, where it's like at the end of the show you're like, hey, let us help you carry your equipment out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was you know that was that was what it was. So the knee highs I hadn't I, I the only reason I'd heard of them was because I saw them on the bill and uh, you know we looked them up on YouTube and they seemed really really bad on YouTube. But yep. it was like they were bl- they were boasting about having a million downloads. So I'm like, well, there must be something about this band that I don't get. But um, apparently not. They were, without a doubt. I mean, I've seen, I don't, dude, in my life, I don't know, a thousand of those shows. I don't know. I've seen a thousand opening bands. They were the yep. worst opening band I've ever seen in my life. Oof, boy, that's big talk. I don't um, know, man. Worse, worse than that were those ones that we saw at, uh, at Reggie's a, a few a few months ago with uh, with Scott. Ooh. Who the hell was that? That was some funk band, right? Whatever the hell oh, was. yeah, yeah. Downtown Brown. Downtown Brown, yeah. I mean, at least they were professional. 
you know, they did what they, I didn't enjoy what they did, but they were professional. Yeah. This, uh, this collection of young, young ladies, um, they cannot play their instruments and they obviously take great, uh, great, great pleasure in that because they were just laughing all the way through the set. The drummer couldn't play at all. Um, and you know what it's like when a drummer can't play. I mean, the whole yeah, thing screwed. falls apart. And uh, funnily enough, a bunch of uh, a bunch of people showed up. Probably about another twenty people showed up. They must be like college students or college to, friends of to them. To see or that, to, to see, see the see that. Magic? Yep, yep. Lots. And then of, they laughed, uh, of course, afterwards because that's what they do. Lots of. Uh, I don't even want to call them alternative females, but they were just obviously there to drink and have a good time and watch the uh, knee highs, which. Fair enough. No, I'm not but, wrong with that. But yeah. here's the thing. We'd paid to get in. So this was a paid show. So this isn't like, okay, what it reminded me of is, if you, have you ever been, have you ever had the misfortune of going to see like a junior high school uh, talent show? Because mm-hmm. that's what this reminded me of. It reminded me of a, a junior high talent show where, you know, the My... drummer would start playing and then she'd stop halfway through the song because she couldn't remember how it went. Or... You, know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny, Neil, is my daughter, Alex, she was a singer, very good singer. Mm-hmm. She uh, would do those talent shows, and I would play guitar for her. So I've actually played in three junior high talent shows. <laughs> well, you know how that goes. And then. she plays top three every time. Oh, well, that's good. But okay, yeah. okay, so the people that place bottom three, you've seen that before, like like a like a, a, a <laughs> band of 12-year-olds who were just trying to play Smoke on the Water or something and getting it horribly well, wrong and mispicking and what stuff. I noticed, what I noticed about the, their playing is they have these, they have just a little bit of, they don't have enough fuzz on their guitars. It's just very chinky sounding. Uh, like if they, if they put some reverb <laughs> and some a little more distortion on their guitar... Because it just sounds like they're plugging into like a twelve dollar amp and just try to turn the gain all the way up or something. It just, it was the worst guitar tone I've ever heard. Um, yeah, and and I'm it, not a guitar snob, man. But I mean, I mean, I don't expect everybody to sound like Steve Jones, where it had like twelve layers of perfect punk rock guitar. But this was really bad sounding guitar tone. So you're you're taking this from what you've seen on YouTube of them, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, they do well. See, and what Dude, makes and it, it wasn't like live. It was like their studio stuff. Yeah, what makes it worse is that they do all covers. So, um... Well, I mean, I thought it'd at least be kitschy, you know? Are they playing My Boyfriend's Back and There's Gonna Be Trouble? Or are they playing, you know... You know, what are they playing? I just, they, okay, you, you gotta give me did. a clue here. <laughs> so, they did... So I could be as angry as you are. Give they did clue. They did a cover of The Undertones' uh, Teenage Kicks, which is a okay. supremely See, a, that, easy song to play, cool. and yet they fucked it up and she forgot the words. Um... Disrespectful, and then they just laugh all the way through. They're just laughing constantly, which you know some people might not like bother me. I like to see me. a band having. I like to see a band having fun, Neil. No, they're laughing because they're fucking. But not it at up. my expense. <laughs> yes, yes, because I paid <laughs> to get in. Yes, uh, they did a, a cover of uh, one of my one of the best songs ever written. I don't know if you know Earth Angel by the Penguins, from like nineteen fifty four. See, that's what I was thinking they were playing. That kind of stuff. They fucked that up completely. They did a Johnny Cash cover. What actually got Rick so angry, he was threatening to go up on stage and punch him in the face. Um, oh, Rick. <laughs> because, you can't do that. Well, to do that well he, he, he said that Johnny Cash told him to. He said he could hear Johnny Cash. And John, what what John, song was it? Do you remember? Uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Wow. <laughs> yes, sir. 
exactly. So it was thing after thing like that. They did Wild Thing, I think. They did. It was just. It was just all. It, I mean, once it, again, literally the original like three chord song. Down, right. Down, 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 down. I mean, that's like the first song you learn to play on a, a guitar. And like one of them would forget the words, so somebody else would start singing, and they would just all laugh at it, having a giggle about it, and people. Uh, let would, me. Let me. Let me. I'll let me whisper them in your ear. Wild Thing, you make my heart <laughs> sing. You make I, everything. Groovy. And maybe what got us even angry. That's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe what got us even angry was that you know these these uh, other college wacky students who'd come to see him were enjoying it and they were doing like wacky two steps and stuff and that, I don't know it just really frosted my ass from start to finish. Um, mm. I mean the drummer couldn't play so badly that she actually broke the snare and they had to get Kay Clover's Kay, Kay Clover's drummer had to come up and give him a new snare. Uh, it, it, it was just, it was, it was just, it was, uh, you know what? I, I think I shouted him at one point that this isn't, uh, <laughs> what is it? What is it when, uh, when, when people who were, who were terminally ill, uh, <laughs> a convalescent home? No, no, no. They have, they have that last, they have that wish thing. What the hell is that called? Oh. Make a wish. I was like, it's not make a wish. Cause that's what it reminded me of. It <laughs> reminded me of make a wish was to play a show. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. That's, that's how bad it was. So if any of you don't believe, uh, what I'm saying here, um, go and look up the knee highs on, uh, on YouTube and, uh, especially with them doing, I think there's a video of them doing, uh, teenage kicks. So you will see how they have no shame cause they put that up there, uh, for the world to see. So hmm. anyway, so what, what about what about Kate Clover? Let's 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 finish this thing up here. Let's wrap this sucker up. Put a bow on it. How was Kate Clover? Kate Clover was fantastic. So she's a little tiny thing, and um, let's see. Actually, I guess with her playing guitar as well, you have three guitars and obviously bass and drums, and they got up there. Wow, her big album, band. yeah, her big album band is with no money. Her album has just come out. Uh, it's a ten track album, and it's really really good. And they played, they ripped through the entire album, and she's got a great stage presence. They played an X song. Um, which one? Uh, phones off the hook. Uh, what is it? Uh, mm. you know the one I'm talking about, right? First... Phones off the hook, but you're not. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. First track off their first album. Um, X song. They play next. Yeah, they play next cover. They played uh some other covers too. Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember what other covers they did. Um. But anyway, uh, they were fantastic. They, it was they put sh- on a good. They put on a good show. Put on a great show, yeah, for a Tuesday night. Uh, and or they hung out with people. us a little bit again. A bit, uh, again after the show, um, Kate hung out with us, uh, took some pictures with oh, us cool. and stuff. So that was cool. And um, then they were off to Seattle uh, in a couple of days. So it was a, it was like a ten day tour or something. Chicago was the last date before the West Coast, and uh, they were they were great. And I really enjoyed it. I had a great night, and the fact that I hated the Nihai so much and that Beat Kitchen sucked so badly um, actually almost made it more interesting. <laughs> to be fair, but well, uh, I don't know what the deal with Beat Kitchen is. I mean, I love the venue, but the people that they've got that they've hired are just they fucking suck. Sorry. Yeah, if I wanted to be treated poorly, I'd go to Kuma's Corner. Exactly correct, um, and actually, probably the prices were about the same. Because I don't. Well, <laughs> All right. see, and 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 he and here's what ended the evening. So I I drove Rick down. He left his car at my place, and I drove Rick down there. So we're driving home at like eleven o'clock on a Tuesday night, and we're just pulling up to my place in Evanston, and he's like, "Fuck, we got to go back." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Oh no. He left his uh, he left his credit card behind the bar because he had a tab. He had a tab running. Oh. So he had to uh, he had to drive back down there. 
and uh, and pick up his credit card. So that ended the night perfectly for him. So, yeah. Nice. Yep. So anyway, right. that was my that was that was my show last week. So. Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure Agnostic Front and Sick of It All probably would have been better. Um, Those shows looked like they were great. I mean, I don't know if Detroit sold out, but Chicago sold out. Now they're playing tiny venues. Yeah, they played they played Cobra Lounge, which is probably two hundred and fifty people, probably three fifty. Um, I, I you but see, still I see, pretty pretty small for that level show. Our buddy Jason went, who uh, you know from uh, Illuminated. Yeah, Works. I saw that. He put. Yeah, he mentioned I, it. He put some he, he put some live video up there, and I asked him because I went to his I went to Illuminated Brew Works on the Monday because he has skate video yep. Mondays, and talked to him about it, and he said that um, because uh, you know Roger Murray has been so sick, um, Agnostic Front played a very short set. He said, mm. so uh, you know maybe just like forty minutes or something, thirty minutes. So maybe. I haven't seen them. So I haven't seen them forever. So I can't really vouch for them, but I know Sick of It All is still amazing live. Yeah. I bet it looked like from the from the video it looked like uh, it looked like it was they were whipping the crowd into a uh, but from the videos it didn't I mean they said the place was sold out it the, the photos I saw didn't look like the place was sold out at all I mean maybe, but you know the the people like us were sitting in the front bar yeah maybe <laughs> but, I, you know but, but but seriously a Sunday night is always a problem though right I mean it just is yeah. it's it's just a problem so well and it depends like I'll go to a sh- like GR it's not a problem but so so that show played Saturday night the sick of it all uh, agnostic front show played in Detroit on Saturday night but I just I had responsibilities on for mother I had Mother's Day the next day I just couldn't right exactly either either I spend the night which would be preferred but there's nowhere good to do that in Detroit honestly it doesn't cost an arm and a leg or I drive home, in which case I get home at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, I sleep till noon, then, you know, I don't have time to cook for my wife and my mom, and, you know. So I missed it, too. I, I feel bad about it, but it just, if it would have played locally, it would have been a no-brainer. But that three-hour drive, man, it's just it's too much. Right, agreed. Um, and that was kind of how so, I was on the Sunday. Like I said, I had work stuff the next day, and it was just like, I can't, you know, I can't be getting home at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then getting up for an important business yep. meeting. I, I know that's like not very punk rock, but fuck, it's the real world, right? Dude, you're um, such a sell. You're such a sellout. Right, right. All right. So Speaking anyway, so out, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna me well, play, no, go ahead. Let me play a Kate Kalova song because that will that will okay, round that cool. one up. So uh, this cool. is off of her first album, which just came out. That is called "Bleed Your Heart Out." Um, this song is called "Tear Jerker." So uh, take it away, Kate. <laughs>
Cake Clover with a tearjerker. Did you buy? Did you buy the record at the show, or did they, you already have? The vinyl is not yet. The vinyl is not. No. It's it's uh, out digitally, but the vinyl is not out yet. It's supposed to be out actually sometime in the next couple of weeks. So we will hmm. see. Now the funny thing was the merch. Um, I kind of dug this actually. They had like four T-shirts, you know, as as normal as any sure. band would. But uh, Kate Clover, being a being a uh, she looks like a Hollywood bombshell. Um, she was also selling like vanity mirrors, and uh, and what else did she? She had oh uh, like a flask for some reason, like mm. a, like a flask for your whiskey, and uh, sure. and sunglasses. She also had like uh, starlet sunglasses. She was selling too. Next so. time you go to the uh, <laughs> bee kitchen, you should bring your flasks. You don't have to wait for their crabby bar. <laughs> yeah, I should. You know what? That would have been a good fucking idea. I should. I should do that. But so there's actually some alcohol in the drinks. Yes. Yeah. So you know the problem is you know I I tried the flask life, but it's just it, it takes me to bad places. So I <laughs> literally. Like on my inaugural run of my flask, I put it away and I haven't touched it since. So. Ah, probably a good plan. But so. anyway, all right. All right. So, but, so the bottom line is she puts on a good show, even though there was, was there people there when she played or was she playing for like 30 people? Um, About 60 people, I'd say by that time, okay. by the end of the night with all the bands and stuff. I think the idiot knee were still there and she appeared to know them. So I don't know if it was uh, like a cousin. Maybe that's why they were on the bill. Maybe that was a cousin maybe they're thing her or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think she'd have big lollopy you looking know, daughters like that, but you know. Well, the the funny thing is, and we've talked about this before, because when we were in town for the last December for the Queers two back to back shows at, at Reggie's, it felt like there was a little bit of like uh, stunt casting for the opening bands, and yep. it's almost like exactly, it's almost like we're gonna we're gonna try, you know, we're gonna get diversity at any cost, even if it doesn't make sense at all. And I kind of felt like that was the case with like that DRI show I went a while back. They they had a local female front local band they put on there. I don't know it was a good fit, but it was just like like we had to have you know some representation, woman, people of color, whatever. And I'm fine with that as long as it works. But don't don't shoehorn it, you know. Don't don't. Yeah. Because well, what good does that do anybody? You know, like that queer show. None of the queers fans really enjoyed that young band, and the young people who came to see that band probably couldn't care less about the queers. So you know, I mean, it's like one thing if it if it's drawing. You know, the generations closer together, but I just, right. I just don't think that's happening very often. No, and I think that's exactly what happened here. It was either Kate Clover uh, knew knew them for some reason, or you're right, they were friends of Beat Kitchen and needed a show. You know, wanted a show or something. So there we go. Well, listen. Speaking of because they were dying of cancer, and this is Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Kitchen. Make a Wish. Yes. <clears throat> well, wow. but the, that's dark. so. Speaking of where are you going spe- with that? Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of horrible opening acts, um, the Riot Fest schedule was released today earlier. It was indeed it was, and what a disaster! What a dumpster fire this thing is. It has become yeah, it has become uh, what Lollapalooza light or something. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, anymore. that's that's the thing. I think if you if we take a step back and say this is not a punk festival anymore, then maybe you can we could be a little more objective about it. But the fact of the matter is. I mean, when fear is in the middle of the bill behind, I mean, granted, I mean, we live in a little bit of an echo chamber. I get that. But so many of these bands, I don't even, I haven't even heard of half these bands, dude. Right. No, I agree. I mean, I'm going to, I'm trying to find where you sent me the, where you sent me the picture because it's, it's, it's brutal. So, okay, you got the headliners of My Chemical Romance and The Misfits, which were previously announced. Right. Which are pretty good headliners, if we're being honest. Yeah, My Chemical Romance especially, yeah, because it's the first time they've. Done anything yeah, for ages, Mis- right? and Misfits are doing the Misfits. 
Misfits are doing the Walk Among Us record, which is pretty big. But the other one is Nine Inch Nails, who they had a couple years ago. Right. And, and the, they'd waited to I, announce that, too, as if that was like a super, super huge secret deal. And it's like I was expecting someone much bigger than Nine Inch Nails, for fuck's sake. You know? Well, so, so, and then, so the top row on Friday is Alkaline Trio, who I don't dislike, but they're not a you know, going to get me to spend 200 bucks to go to they're a not second on the band. They're not second on the fucking bill. I've, I've I mean, they're a Chicago it. band. I get it. They're big. And then Portugal, the man, which <laughs> I think is like something my kids listen to. Maybe like a college band. Yeah. I don't know. Bleachers, which is a pop college band placebo, which I don't even know. And then descendants. So, and so, I mean, it's just, so for every couple of cool bands, like, like, I assume a lot of people like like Rocket from the Crypt and Lagwagon that listen to us. They're like in the middle of the pile, but below the Wonder Years and like, you know, Jeff Rosenstock and stuff like that. It's like, oh boy, Foxy Shazam. It's brutal, man. Um, and then on Saturday night, it's Yellow Card. Come on. Well, Bauhaus, which I actually think is kind of cool. I've never seen them. I would watch Bauhaus. Sunny Day Real Estate, Bad Religion, and Young Blood. B L U D. I have no idea who that is. I'm assuming it's a rapper of some persuasion. I, it, would, I would guess so too, yep. but maybe not. Yeah. So much emo too. And then once again on Saturday, in the middle of the bill, you got buried. Seven seconds, mad ball, fear. You know, yeah. so you're gonna watch Man, I would love to see Fear one more time before leaving goes to the great, you know. <laughs> like before he's, leave, before he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it play at three o'clock in the afternoon and when it's ninety degrees in the middle of a field. Yeah, that was the thing with the, when the Buzzcocks played there a few years ago, and some people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see this, go to see the Buzzcocks," and it's like, "Yeah, you're gonna see them play exactly for like 20 minutes in the at two they, o'clock in the they, afternoon." They, they played a half hour at three o'clock in the afternoon. It was the only time I ever saw them. Oh, that's sad. So, it is. It is sad. I mean, I I, I agree, but at least I got to see them before Pete Shelley, you know, yeah, rode off the big beef baloney into the sky. <laughs> so, <laughs> beef, beef, beef. Anyway, I don't see I, – I, for one thing, I'd rather support these smaller festivals anyway. Yes, agreed. But I just cannot I – just, I just can't imagine – you know, my daughter, Alex, would love to go see My Chemical Romance. I would love to go see The Misfits. But it's just – I just don't know if there's enough there to get me to get us over there for the uh, expense. You know, and somebody even suggested, oh, you guys may be able to get media credentials. Even if we get media credentials, it still costs me an arm and a leg, you know? Yeah, I'm not going down there even with media credentials. No, and at least what they could have done, right? They have, like, emo bands. Like, and, you know, I, I understand emo is not my thing and it's not your thing. But, sure. you know, a lot of but people a are into them, it. Yeah. yeah. So at least put all the emo bands on the same fucking day. But, no, they've split well, them out that's... over all three days. Yeah, well, if all the old punk bands were all in one day, then, yeah, you'd go that one day. Of course. Right? Oh, I'm going to go see the Misfits. I'm going to yep. go see – you know, you go see Misfits and Descendants and Fear and, yeah. and you know, all in the same day. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. But, well, I mean, you know, they do this on purpose, right? Yeah, but what, but they might have even got more people because then I might have considered going, right? We might have considered going then if they had Descendants, Fear, you know, Seven Seconds. But uh, the kids would skip that day, Neil. It would well, just be guys like us walking around. That's fine. That's fine. Guys like they, us who've been supporting these bands for years and buying their ten dollars beers and so the kids wouldn't go on Friday, but they would go Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe yeah. that would have been the way for them to do it, but instead they uh, it's just diluted all the way around. You know, it just sucks. Yeah, and I just I don't want to stand out in the sun, and I, I want to go to a I want to support DIY people, and and Rifa started out that way, and like I said, that's why every year when we see the lineup, I think it's sort of it's like a kick in the balls because we just because of what it was, you know? 
Well, and also, I mean, be, okay, people can make fun of Rebellion for being like the old man punk festival, but at least it wow, is. Wow, is uh, it? But Holy no, cow, but, but it, at least it is what it is. It is what it pretends to be. You know, yeah. it doesn't make out it's anything other than a punk rock festival, and that's the bands that it books. Whereas Riot Fest pretends that it's this, and then it's actually something completely fucking different. I don't know if they're even pretending anymore, honestly, because I heard, I was, so on my way back and forth to work, I listened to like the local rock station, and the DJ was talking about it. Well, maybe they should change the name from Riot Fest to some Chicago Fest or something. I don't fucking know, you know? To Hipster, hipster Fest. Hipster Fest, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, we've talked about this before. Festivals draw a different... Cr- There's people that, like, just love to go to music festivals, and they don't even really, I don't think, care what style of music it is. And I remember noticing that at Riot Fest. Like, these are not... A lot of these kids seem to not really be into punk rock at all, but they're just here just to get high and hook up or whatever. Yeah, but I noticed that. I, I mean, I've only been to the new Riot Fest when it's been outside. I've only been to that once. And uh, that was so we went, that- to two or th- we went to two or three of the outside ones. That was the year that Morrissey played, and I noticed that too. It was a very, very strange crowd of. It was almost like I mean, like like if I go to the Renaissance Fair, there was a lot of similar kind of people at the, at the Renaissance Fair who were at Riot was Fest. Was the uh, was the guitar player from Deep Purple there? <laughs> Playing that, some is, Renaissance. Is that Gillen or someone who, who, who was the guitarist? No, Ian Gillen's a singer. What was his, what's his name? I can't. Oh, I've never. I forget. I'll think of it later. <laughs> but uh, well, but but it's it's. To even put it in comparison, if if because I'm sure I know a lot of you have, are listening have been to Punk Rock Bowling. Punk Rock Bowling is a big event, but Riot Fest is ten times the size of right. Punk Rock Bowling. Right. Yeah, it dwarfs it. Yeah, for sure. And Punk Rock Bowling, to be fair, now last year was a little tough because they kind of couldn't get any English bands, so that made it a little more difficult. But they pretty much stick to punk rock bands. Right. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. It is. It is. It is what it, it is. What it says on the label was this. Pretty is, much. This is. I don't know what the fuck Pretty this much. is. Um, but anyway. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You I should play a song. Any, you should play a song. I don't know if I have anything more to say about that. I just thought it was worth mentioning because it was kind of big news. Yep. All right. So, so Neil, I'm. I pick my songs. The first two, at least, are thematic to things that are going on in my life. Okay. What? Well, explain to the folks what what that is. I think I know. All right. So. Oh, Kat, Sunday what are you doing? Oh, sorry, she Kat just jumped on my lap. Okay. I think my wife has turned the blower on in the kitchen or something. The one you sold me, Neil, that I finally put up. Hey, I wish I, good man. I wish I put that ceiling fan up because it is hot today, man. Yeah. Hold up a second. <laughs> All right, it's back off. Ooh, okay. I can smell bacon. Ooh. Mm. Just, like anyway. my, just like my old neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> if I spark up, a, spark up a spliff, you'll be homesick. Yeah. That's right. Um, so anyway, we had the family over and we couldn't help but notice that our food in our freezer was not frozen. So we turned up our freezer on the the freezer, like on the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So it died. My refrigerator died. So I've been doing refrigerator shopping, which is, I'd rather be doing some punk rock stuff, but I'm doing refrigerator stuff. So anyway, I thought of this classic song by the freeze. It's really a talk about a dark song. This is a super dark song. This is the freeze doing refrigerator heaven.
sliding door swings open and I don't know what to do. The light is glowing dimly. It's warm, but it's so cold. In refrigerator heaven, I never will grow old. I gently slide the racks out from a With a refrigerator. Are, are you are you familiar with that? Are you familiar I am with not. That song, I am not familiar with that song. It's a it's a yeah it's a great uplifting song about some kids playing in an abandoned refrigerator and a kid getting locked inside. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we used to have in England. We used to have uh, like um, oh how would you describe them? They were like uh, in kids you know kids TV. It was like four till six o'clock in the afternoon every day after school, okay. and sure. uh, and they'd show um, like public information films or whatever for kids some would be like how to swim you know don't don't play near you know lakes or rivers or whatever and then there was another one that was like that it was like don't play near open refrigerator or you know throwing away refrigerator because you might get stuck inside and die so that was uh that was always uplifting hmm. that's why the kids in england are all so fucking depressed from the 70s that's why we were all so angry and depressed because we had to hmm. watch just shit like that so 
Do you want to talk about you know what I never did? I never gave the email. Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail. Or the Punk Till I Die podcast and Punk Till I Die podcast group. Still lots of fun stuff going on over there. Um so we are so so okay, Neil, do you want to talk about our new uh our ginormous sellout corporate partnership? Yes, we actually have not, not ginormous, not corporate. Yeah, not at all, actually. Not it's exactly one... selling out either. But anyway, that's all right. Go ahead. Yeah, one of our friends. Um so as you all know, we announced a few episodes ago that we've moved from under the Punk News umbrella and now we're, we're independent, and that means that we have to pay for hosting and things like that to post a podcast. So um, we'd had Matt, uh, Mike from Sexy Baby Records on, uh, they, what, 10 episodes ago or something? And he's great, and he's also my barber, and his wife also runs On Point Press, who, who make all our t-shirts and stuff. And they said, hey, you know what? We'll be happy just to, to to allay those costs, you know, if we can do a bit of advertising for the, you know, for some of their ongoing concerns on the show. And we said, fine. So they are going to be they're going to be sponsoring the show. So you're probably going to be hearing some uh, some bumpers from them at some point. And um, also, they're opening like a record store. Um, what's it? Loud Pizza Records, I believe it's called. And yes. they are going to be making. Um, print to order uh, Punctual I Die t-shirts. So yes. if you want a Punctual I Die t-shirt in black or, or punk rock white, um, you can go on there and order the classic logo t-shirts. I think they're 20 bucks. And uh, yep. and then we'll get a we'll get a cut of that. So that's that's great. Well, and it's it's nice because it's no touch it's no touch for us. Right. Because before we had to you know you you specifically you did most of the work if we're being honest. But you know it was, it was a lot of I front the money yeah to get the shirts. Yeah. Made well, and... on the first batch I sent out a bunch. The first batch t-shirts we did, I'm pretty sure we lost money. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. The last batch I think at least you broke even and maybe made a couple bucks. Um. At least covered your costs, but yep. yeah, it, it's 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 so it's out of so it's we don't have to deal with it now, which is nice. And they're also they do mugs and slip covers, and it's it's cool. It's it's cool stuff, honestly. It's it's fun. It's uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, and they're great people. I mean, they're great. They are. They're they great are. Chicago and, entrepreneurs, and like I say, they're you know, Mike's been involved in the in the Chicago punk rock scene for a long time. Sexy Baby Records, and you know, he's been putting on shows and stuff. He he doesn't do that much anymore, but he, you know, he used to be very involved in the uh, early two thousands. And uh, and yeah, they're opening. I think they're planning on opening a brick and mortar store too, record store, which is uh, are they? Okay. which is pretty exciting. They're doing a virtual virtual store now for yeah. their record stores. So, well, and and we like. Like I said, we vouch, we we vouch for these people, you know. We right. had the this this young female duet band called the Knee Highs wanted to advertise on <laughs> the podcast. And we're like, no, we won't do it because we can't we can't support you. Exactly so, right. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, I I I, I love what Mike's doing. He's a guy he's a guy who hustles, does lots of stuff, and uh, doing good stuff. So yeah, we definitely support them. But honestly, we have we have a lot of people like that that we probably should be better about, you know. You know, like Matt, for example. You know, with you know, we just we have a lot of we have a lot of people that have been really good to us. So anyway, we appreciate. It. So if it, we we appreciate if you support the people who support us. So. Right, and for sure, and that's and the same goes with uh, Jason and Illuminated Brew Works. Illuminated Brew Works. In fact, bonus they, pints down in Indiana. Yeah. You know, the record farm. Uh, our pal Jason with Garage Rock Records. You yeah. know, there's lots. Like I said, a lot of and, and I'm and forgive me if I'm forgetting people because we've had a lot of great label people on and other people. So um, maybe we can get uh, IBW in at uh, Bonus Pints. That would be uh, that would be a good mixing yeah. of the minds right there. They actually want us to do a podcast from the uh, from the from yes. The, from hey, the we got to figure that out. We yeah. gotta we gotta do a little strategic 
planning. I got to start to make some definitive summer plans. So. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in June and stuff, right? There's a lot too of, much. Uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Well, and it's funny because I'm thinking, well, I kind of want to make sure everything's scheduled before I start, you know, booking hotel rooms and stuff, figuring stuff out. But then stuff will pop up. It's like, well, two weeks they're going on tour. It was not announced at all. I'm like, what is going on here? Right. No, that's happening but, a lot. But yeah. I do. I also want to. I want to go over the festival things a little bit. You know, obviously we talked about Riot Fest, but. And I talked about that Skull Fest that I was kind of eyeballing, and I, I do want to kind of – I'm kind of organizing my thoughts on that. Maybe we'll have a couple of those people who throw those little festivals on or something, do like a special like uh, – That would be cool. Festival, well, festival well, episode or yeah, something and, like that. And also, of course, we got the we got um, our good friends, the Capcom Heroes, throwing the T1 yeah, Fest. Yeah, T1 Fest, yeah, yeah which is for a good cause too, so – that's so coming up, dude. That that that's coming up in like three or four weeks. The, the T one fest Saturday and Sunday yeah, in well. Chicago at Reg. Yeah, uh, is it Friday and Saturday, right? In uh, I think it's Friday Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Reggie's in Chicago, with like you know Methadones, Nerve Herder, um, who else? Danny Vapid. Um, I mean, it's a great yeah. it's a great two day lineup if you like yeah, that kind Captain of thing. Captain Heroes are playing a lot. Of, it's it's definitely a real heavy, uh, real strong pop punk lineup. The the Zonoids from Kalamazoo are playing, which the Putts might be the only chance I get to see them. So. Yeah, the Putts are playing. Yep. Yeah, and they're, they're, all, they're all playing on the Friday, I believe. So so it's a cool it's cool it's a cool looking event. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. So you what other put, what other what, what what which other um, festivals, Tom? Well, there's one called Punks Camp Punksylvania that I've been kind of eyeballing, and there's that Skull Fest, and there's the one I went to in Maryland last year, the Savage Mountain, hmm. which, so, which, uh, you know what, I'll talk about this later, but we, we've got some Baltimore connections. You know, Ravagers, well, you know, I'll tell you what, one of us should play a song. You want me to play a song, or you want to play a song, and you then we'll play, come back yeah, and talk about the... You should play another song, yeah. All right, I'm going to play another song, and then we'll talk about the Ravagers for a minute. Okay. Okay, um... A couple weeks ago, my wife said to me, Neil, she said, I think I want to get a couple of hens for laying eggs. Oh, my God, really? See, you are yep. country. You are country boy. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. So this is not, not quite as impressive as my refrigerator story. But anyway, uh, so I'm going out to – I said – and you know what I said? I snapped. I was, I was not very polite. I actually felt bad about it. I snapped a little bit. I said, enough of the urban farmer BS. Oh, boy. And then we never spoke about it again. And then yesterday I'm going out to my – going out to work and you know i'm opening the garage and there's like a light out there I'm like what the heck is going on why is there a light or aliens like close encounters the third kind in my garage <laughs> so i walk around that's the an old school reference for all you youngsters what should i find neil oh no she bought some chickens she didn't a listen to lamp. you at all <laughs> a heat lamp and four chicks <laughs> she didn't listen to you at all <laughs> so anyway so my next song is by the great uh <laughs> MDC, Millions of Dead Cops, and the cho- the song is called, it, it's actually a song about uh, being a vegetarian, but I, it's the first thing I thought of, so even though if these chickens don't lay eggs fast enough, we're going to eat them anyway, get the old tire iron back out, and uh, so this is called, uh, this is MDC, Chicken Squawk. <laughs> Selling chickens by the store, they eat dead birds, just ain't for me. 
And I don't eat roast beef or fish and pork meat because I'm a disc. Go ahead and let your chickens free. Chicken oil is squirrel to do. Once we fill those chickens to you, I don't think all this from Colonel sounds to you. And I don't want to eat no hands, not even every now and then. I just want to let all the little chickens be. We'll swing to the east, we'll swing to the west. We'll give a chicken that you love best. Come on down to the chicken bar with me. I'm wishing Daffy lots of luck, cause Elmer Fudd's a hunting duck and dreaming about a little fricassee. And Bugs Bunny's a friend of mine, eating him feel like Frankenstein, eating flesh and pretty foul to me. Cooking chickens don't seem right, morning, noon, or late at night. Ain't no chicken ever done no harm to me. So on Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve, give those turkeys a reprieve. Ain't no turkey got to die for me. Well, swing to the east and swing to the west. Swing to the chicken that you love best. Come on down to the chicken squawk with me. Pop on Lugger wrote to me, said NBC's okay with me. We learned how to let our chickens free. We birds and feathers stick together. We set our chickens free forever. So go ahead and let your chickens be. They got us eating our cuts and friends and hands baked those little chickadees. We'll swing to the east, we'll swing to the west, we'll swing the chicken that you love best. Coming down to the chicken walk with me. We'll swing to the east, we'll swing to the west, we'll the chicken that you love best. Coming down to the chicken walk with me. All right, folks, that was MDC with Chicken Squawk. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're gonna have to break out the tire iron again. Holy shit! Um, well, I thought we were getting out of the rabbit business too, but I'm pretty sure they've been breeding the rabbits, so we might have like a thousand rabbits too. I'm not sure. Wow, rabbits, chickens. Jesus, it's not gonna be a room for me the next time I come out there. Well, I got the whole basement cleared out for you. I mean, it's not exactly uh, homey, but you know what I'll do? I'll bring the little fucking crazy cat, and she'll come and eat all these all the chickens and eat the rabbits too. I don't know, dude. That cat's pretty small. Dude, she is she is meant she is constantly hungry. She is like a she's like a crack addict. Seriously, she's fucking. The neighbors, <laughs> our neighbors here have a be, have a beagle, a little beagle, and she's a sweet little thing. At least she seems like it. But now spring's rolled around, and all the birds are coming back. She took down a, a like a red wing. What's his, what are the a cardinal? Holy she's shit! She's eating like this baby cardinal. A beagle? And this morning she's eating something else. This little beagle. Yes. Good God. She can hunt. Dog will hunt. But I yes, guess. and you can hear like the. The lamenting of the mother birds, just like squawking because he's she's eating their oh, children. No. That's that's very sorry. sorry about that, everybody. Every people are crying. Uh, kids, listen, kids are crying. I have a, listen, I have a third of an acre. I live in a subdivision. I have a sidewalk in front of my house. I don't live in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if so, I want to kill yeah, someone, so, I have to use it. You're not convincing anyone, Tom. You're not convincing anybody. Everybody knows you I live in the country. Iron. I can't pull out the AR-15 to finish <laughs> off the rabbits. You know. Well, you probably could. No, no anyway. one would come. I don't kill for pleasure, only for food. <laughs> so ask so, any drift, ask any drifter I've ever been a ride to. <laughs> so, the, so these are uh, so these are those the, the, these are egg laying chickens. They're not meat chickens. Yes, they're going to be egg laying chickens. But the problem is with all this stuff. It's like, oh, you know, they'll be, you know, additive free and all that. But it'll probably end up being like a dollar an egg. You know. So <laughs> it's I, all said and done. one of my buddies at work, my good friend Lou from work, he actually used to keep chickens, and uh, he lived in North Side of Chicago, and he used to keep chickens. And uh, he actually decided... Yeah, he, urban farming is a thing, man. It, it is a thing. He gave them up after about five years because it was just too much like hard work because of the because of the winters yeah. and stuff. It's too... These, keeping yeah. the keeping the place heated and the chickens... Are, they're fucking... 
I'll tell you what, chickens are, are brutal. Like if there's a mouse or something, they'll fucking rip it to bits. Um, well, the other, I guess they will like free range. Like we can actually let them in the backyard and they'll eat ticks and stuff. So I guess we'll see. They might eat the rabbits. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It'll Better be a battle, a battle between the rabbits and the chickens. Yeah. It'll be like a fucking movie. It'll be great. So the reason I wanted to bring up the Ravagers again, well, our next guest is going to be also from Baltimore, so we, we're kind of forming a little Baltimore connection. But that Ravagers record, you know, in 2020 especially, that the Drowns record kind of kicked our butt right off the bat. It did. And we'll revisit the Drowns here later today, too. But the that, that record kind of kicked our butt. So it was like the record that, like, if you wanted to make the best record of 2020, you were going to have to make a record better than that. And I feel like the Ravagers are that now. It's got a lot of – everybody in our group really seems to be getting a lot of buzz over that record. I, I think everybody loves it. So Ravagers, I believe you were in the pole position with your Badlands record as far as front runner as of May the – 11th for album of the year i agree um it is gonna take a lot to beat that i mean i think, I think the doc rotten album is really good too um and they're all oh, they're from new jersey they're not from baltimore i haven't bought that yet um I bought those doc rotten yet right yeah that, that's really, i went to buy them really dude good. i went to buy they have they have like a, a site and i went to and the records are like 15 bucks i'm like sweet i put them both in the cart i went to buy them and the shipping and the the shipping was like 12 bucks and the and there was like sales tax i balked on it uh, I actually bought it right from them. I think you can get get it right from the Doc Rotten website, and that's what I did. And they signed it for me and stuff, so that was cool. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, okay. So that was cool. Well, um, I, will, I will work on that. I, you know, our, our pals at Pro Rock, another another good business support. Our pals at Pro Rock uh, were distroing their first album. I wish they'd get some copies of both because they got a couple things over there I wouldn't mind ordering. And I'd like to, you know, it's always nice to be able to buy multiple things from. Because like that Ravagers record, I bought it right from the label, but. You know, when you're only buying one record, yes, you get a better deal if you're buying multiple records. You Agreed. Know? Yeah, because so shipping the, and all the that. Shipping. Yeah. Even though it's funny, because another friend of mine on Facebook was saying literally the same thing. He was saying, "I think this Ravagers record is album of the year," and I put a note on there and said, "Suit, I just got it in the mail." And somebody named Teddy something said, "Where'd you get it from? Did you buy it from the label or somewhere else?" I said, "No, I got it right from the label." And I kind of clicked on his profile. I'm like, "Dude, you probably sent it to me yourself." And he's like, "You got the very last one." Huh. So they're repressing it. But I got the last black copy, and I guess the band sold out on the road too. So yeah, I got the I got a red copy. So I guess I'm the gonna... Ravagers record might not be very easy to get right now. Where did you get the red one from? Um, you know, I can't tell you my sources. <laughs> no, I got it from you the band. I got it from the band. I say you had to do something degrading to get it. Didn't you? <laughs> I'll tell you what. As I tell you what, um, you're right. It's a great record, but it, it's right now it's record of the year, and. Uh, and they were equally but good live. That's a heavy crown to wear, man. That's they a heavy were, crown to wear. They know? were equally good live. So that's another thing. So that's probably why they're selling out of the fucking thing, because they're impressing everybody on the road. Because they are just power-packed, man. They are so good. I, you know, I, I know you couldn't make it out for that show, but it's a real pity that you didn't, because they were so yeah. good. Well, and everybody, because I see a lot of our listeners have been posting from all over the country, Colorado and Utah or wherever else they've been playing, and uh, everybody's just been real impressed with both Susie Moon and the Ravagers. So. Yeah. Yep, yep, indeed. So if you get a chance, guys, go see them. Yeah. Like I said, I I, uh, I am a little bummed out that I missed it. I, uh, I'm i bummed out that I missed a bunch of these shows, but I've just had a – I've had some – you know, I just I, – I, it just hasn't – it's one thing if – you know, because Scott and I – Scott's my traveling buddy. You know, we go see shows and all this stuff, and if we split the cost of everything in a hotel and driving down there and everything, it's one thing. But when you have to do it by yourself, it's, it's pretty – you know – 
basically I'm looking at spending four or five hundred bucks to run to Chicago or Detroit for a night. It's just it's hard to justify, you know. Well, doing it by yourself too, it's it's it takes a yeah. lot of uh, self discipline in order to do that. Even going to a local show by yourself, it uh, takes. And I do that. And I do that pretty regularly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I went to DRI by myself and. Uh, but you know, to, for me to go into GR is twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Not that big a deal. So, anyway, all right. Listen, I want to have you. Uh, why don't you play us another song, Neil? Okay, I'm gonna play. So, do you know a band called? Uh, they were a seventy seven uh, style, um, uh, not seventy seven style. They were from seventy seven um, band called the Radiators. From, heard Radiators of from space. Them. Radiators from space. Oh, Radiators from space. Yeah. I don't well, know if they were also just known as the Radiators later on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds familiar, but do, I mean, did they have like a hit? Um, not really a hit. I mean, like a punk hit per se. I mean, they had like kind of one that's on a lot of compilations, uh, called um, Television Screen, which you, you, I'm sure you've heard before, probably. Okay. And uh, maybe their claim to fame was that the main guy in the band, Philip Chevron, went on to be in the Pogues. Um, oh, really? Okay. So anyway, uh, when I was in Reckless on Saturday looking through the singles um and reckless has gotten i don't know man it these the people that have an attitude i i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm down on everybody aren't i but the people from reckless i was there a few i remember reading there a few years ago and being blown away by how much cool stuff they had and and last time too they have a lot of cool stuff in there but they yeah do. it's uh they do i'll take my local shop over reckless any day well, well the, the thing that always i mean every time i go in there it's always cooler than now, right? So they're always playing some like weird jazz on over them. Like they never Ugh. play anything that you would like to listen to. Like when you go into the record store, <laughs> it's always like some well, dickhead playing I mean, some weird I mean, jazz. In, in fairness, I would say in fairness, what you want to listen to isn't necessarily what anybody else wants to listen to. Listen, if I go to a record store, I want to hear punk rock. That's what I want to listen to. Um, but anyway, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. But it's just you know, it, uh, whatever. Uh, that's just these, me. Dude, you don't... What about these 23-year-old kids talking about how much they love Coltrane? You don't like that? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Let me punch him in the throat right now. Um, anyway. Anyway, so look through the 45s. Radiators from Space. Yeah, I so I saw the Lurkers one, got excited by that, and then even more, because the Radiators from Space are a fucking pretty minimal 77-style, you know, 77 band. Um, sure. So I bought the single. Single was called Enemies. So, uh, Is it, it original? Uh, yes, original. Yeah, on Chiswick Records. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So this is uh, Radiators from Space with Enemies. Ha! 
So radiated from space there with uh, enemies. And yeah, you know, it's it's a bit more pub rock probably than uh, than straight ahead punk rock. But that was the cool thing about the bands back then was there was no, it hadn't been codified. So there was no punk sure. rock sound, you know. That's why all the bands sound so fucking different from each other because they all had different influences. So uh, anyway, that's, it was good. So, so yeah, so I bought three really, really good singles um, while, while I was there. I didn't buy any albums, but uh, anyway... It was a beautiful day too. It was like in the seventies. Um, yeah, we had eighty. It was like eighty degrees last Saturday. It was beautiful. And after we were done shopping there, we went to the Doc Martin store. We went to Reckless. Went to Belmont Army Surplus. Bought some stuff, and then we went to uh, Duke of Perth. Drove up to Duke of Perth and had uh, regular fish and chips up there. And I drank too much and uh, you know put some more stickers there you up. Go. So there you go. It was a perfect. Saturday. I. Uh... I worked a little bit. I did a little bit of manual labor in the yard, felt absolutely wiped out, and then went and took the two kids that were around. My oldest son's wife was out of town, so we took him and my youngest daughter and went and got Chinese food. Oh, and then came home. And that Chinese watched. restaurant by you was really good. I'm... It was good. We did not go there, though. We went to another oh. place that was actually very, very good, too. We were out and about getting groceries. But you know your, you know your kids are bored or... I don't know, something, when they're willing to go get groceries with you if you buy them dinner. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Holy shit. Good times, man. Good times. Domestic tranquility, occasionally. So, uh, did you did you see the, uh, happen to see the Hall of Fame nominations or whatever the hell it was? Oh, dude. Come on. Oh, I didn't even, I see. I, yeah, I noticed there wasn't one rock and roll band that got in. No, it was, uh, I mean. I, I mean, mean, the we, closest thing is like Duran Duran, right? Right. We, we, we talk about it every year, but. Oh, it's, my gosh. It, it's. I mean, it gets it gets worse. It gets worse every year, right? Well, how do you? I'm sorry. I mean, the, the whole like, the whole Dolly Parton. Listen, I got nothing against Dolly Parton. She seems like a real swell lady. Honestly, I like her. I don't even hate her music. It's fine. I'll take her over the Bobby Sox or whatever band Neil's going to see open for Kate Clover. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, she's not rock and roll. It's just, it's ridiculous. And rap is not rock and roll. How do you put? Eminem in once again no disrespect for Eminem I think he's a real talented guy but how do you have Eminem and not MC5 it's retarded it's so pointless I mean listen dude go to Cleveland walk around look at DD's leather jacket it's fun it's not the worst you know it's it's worth like three hours but they have they have no credit there's no credibility yeah I mean I think didn't Lionel Richie get into <sighs> once again Nothing, I, you know, nothing, nothing screams rock and roll like Lionel Richie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, they let five in or whatever, and then they and then they like Judas Priest. They give them some special honor, but not let them in. Right. I mean, hard to make room with Dolly Parton there, you know. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and, and once again, yeah. you got the MC5, who were so influential. Even though I get it, they didn't sell a lot of records. But, you know, I think Johnny Rotten knew what he was doing when he wrote his letter to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's like, what are you, you're really trying, they're really trying to sell tickets to the induction, right? Right. $10,000 a piece or something. dollars yeah. tables. Yep, yep. Whatever else. What, what did he call him? A piss stain? That's, and he was right. <laughs> anyway, I don't have the letter in front of me, but that letter that Johnny Rotten wrote to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, I, I love that. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I and should have pulled it up, but I didn't know you were going to throw this topic at me. And that's why, yeah, I wanted to surprise you with that one to get you angry. Um, 
and that's why um you know when people diss Johnny Rotten which they do constantly cuz a he's against this pistol thing which looks like it's going to be a complete piece of shit because he doesn't believe exactly the same thing I believe yeah so that makes him uh, that makes him an asshole or whatever but you know maybe he is and he's been an asshole his whole career and he takes great pleasure well, in being anti everything that you like and that's why I love him well, when, why are punk rockers not allowed to be provocateurs? Why do they have to march with the sheep or the other punk rockers throw them out? Yep. I've had it, man. Yep. I've had it. I've had it. Had it up to here. I don't even, I'm sure I disagree with Johnny Rotten on 99% of things, but at least he's not a pussy like most of these people. Well, he probably don't, actually. You probably agree with him on a lot of things. I think he's got, maybe, it. Yeah, I think he's got I some, know. I think he's got some down to earth decent values, to be honest. I think he does, but, uh, you know. But he's I not, don't know. and he's not, you know, afra- you know, and he's not, he's not afraid to, uh, not afraid to, to tell you what's on his mind too, which I in- always enjoy. Well, and it's funny because I just, you know, I don't know Johnny Rotten at all. I have no, I know him as much as the people who are ripping him up, right? Not at all. But I just, I, 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 I think he's better than most of his critics. Yeah, agreed. Not that I'm a huge but, public image fan by any means, but at least no. he's still doing what he wants to do rather than what the industry is telling him what to do. I mean, do he might him. be he might I mean he's probably a huge pain in the ass. I mean if, if everybody says yes, <laughs> he probably says no just to say no. Whatever. I can I can, I could agree with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I just I thought know. I just thought that was funny. Um and then what else is in the news? Oh yeah, you we know had who a... should be in the you know who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Neil? Who's that? Degeneration. I was because I thought you were gonna say Huey Lewis for a second. <laughs> yeah, they're, dude, they're probably already in. Oh, they might be. I mean, yeah, yeah, they might be. I mean, Lionel Richie. I mean, once again, I, I you know Lionel Richie was making big hit songs when I was like ten to twelve years old. Hey, so Tom. I have nothing against Lionel Richie. I Tom, really don't. Is it is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> is it me you're looking for? Tell me how to win your heart, cause I haven't got a clue. Well, here you go. That someone, someone, put that to music. Come on, put it to I music, somebody. You. There you go. <laughs> you I won't go. give him enough to make the whole. That was quite lovely. I won't. I won't give him enough to get the whole song. I just have to be like a thirty-second banger. Quite lovely. Anyway. So, but yes, yes, Degeneration. A band like Degeneration deserves to be in the uh, in the Rock exactly. and Roll Hall of Fame. And why are we mentioning Degeneration, Tom? Well, it's a very you know, sad day. A, let's let's talk about Degeneration before we get to the sad thing. Yep. The sad part. Okay. The thing with, with Degeneration. So they were a '90s band, obviously, a very '90s band. But in the '90s, there was not a lot of bands doing what they were doing. If you look at what was going on in punk rock, especially, it was all the skate punk stuff. Right. You know, it was the lagwang, the bouncing souls, all that stuff. But they were doing like the more like the classic New York Dolls, uh, Dead Boys, yep, that more kind of rock style, and roll. Right? Yep, yep, exactly. Kind of like what the Ravagers, like it's not the Ravagers, it's actually Ravagers, kind of like Ravagers, the Ravagers yeah. are doing now. Right? Yep, yep. And at that point, they were really going against the grain, and I saw them. At a little tiny dumpy club in Grand Rapids called the Reptile House, my favorite club ever, and I saw them open for the Dickies. Oh, nice! And one. then a year later, or whatever, or a year or two later, they came back headlining, and that's the way it worked. And Neil, you know, you will attest to this, right? You go see a band, you like the opening act. The next year, the opening act would come back as a headliner, and you go see them. You know, that's kind of the way it works. So that's how I, I think I saw them maybe three times. Uh, that's you know what? Total. That's that's very similar to me. I saw them opening up for Social Distortion. Um, that was the first time I mm. saw D-Gen. And, uh, and then they came back the following year, and I went to see them again. They were headlining, and they had a band, an all-English female band opening up for them. Uh, and I can't remember what they were called now, but they were wasn't the Shags? No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the Shags or, or fucking, uh, knee-high 
The Bobby Sox. Crazy mm-hmm. cows, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, yeah, Degeneration were great. That first, those first two records are fantastic. Um, the third one, No Lunch, is not bad. Or is, well, okay, is it, okay, the first one's self-titled. The first one's self-titled. Called, second Through the one, Darkness. Yeah, second one was No, yeah, exactly. The third one was Through the Darkness, yep, exactly. Well, and of course they 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 had their own hit, but they always covered. And I can't remember if it was on both because I think the big hit, which we'll play here in a minute, was called. Well, their big hit was "No Way Out." That was their big song. Right. Um, but they also covered the great Reagan Youth song "Degenerated." They did, indeed, they did. Yep. Was that on the first album or is that on both? I think that's on both. Like... That's on both. I okay. Think. Yeah. Because. But anyway. I they, have all, I have all those on CD. I don't have any of them on vinyl. I should pull them out because those were great records. I actually looked. Um, the first two were not released on vinyl, not officially. Yeah, those mid nineties. That doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. So the first one was on a major, and they yeah, didn't. They I think didn't the first think that. Well, they didn't think they got enough push on that first one, so they basically re-recorded a lot of the songs for No Lunch, which was put out in Columbia, I think. So No Lunch was kind of a mix of like the first. The first earlier album. And okay, so no lunch stuff. was the second. No yeah, lunch no was lunch the second. Was the second. The Even though it's kind of a redo of the first one, it's it, you know kind of okay. like Youth Brigade did something similar to that. Um, and well, that, they were, they weren't happy with the sound, right? So they redid the whole album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the track, change the track list or something. I don't remember. Well, they did. No, they did. A, they did a uh, Youth Brigade. Actually, they added a whole bunch of songs and and took up a whole bunch of songs too. From yeah, that, from the very first one. Um, but anyway, yeah, DJM were great. I mean, so uh, people always ask me, because, uh, you know, my 90s knowledge, like no effects, I don't, there's a lot of bands I don't know from the 90s really at all, because I really wasn't listening to the, like you said, there was a lot of skate punk stuff, and the stuff yep. I, was, I heard I didn't really like. So I was listening to a lot of bands like Degeneration, Backyard Babies, uh, you know, Black Halos. That was the kind of stuff I was listening to in the 90s, along with a lot of Britpop stuff. I mean, I was, I was listening to a lot of that stuff. So that was the kind of stuff that I was gearing towards in the 90s, and I love Degeneration. Uh and it was very sad that uh, one of the founding members died this week, right? Yeah, because it was only the was I, I don't know how many people they went through over the course of the band, but the singer's name was Jesse 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 Malin, Ma- right? Jesse Malin yeah. And then Howie Pyro was the bass player, but the thing is Howie, so Howie Pyro died this week. Yep, he had had a liver transplant. I suspect I don't know for a fact, but I suspect he drank through his liver and he got a liver transplant. And he died from complications or something, right? He did. He'd been ill for a very long time. I remember seeing pictures of him in hospital about six months ago, and he looked like he was on death's yep. door then. It was very sad. So, uh... but the thing, so he was best known for his band in the '90s. But the fact of the matter is, he was part of that like CBGB's '77 scene. He was. Um, he might have I, been very young, but I know, like, he was one of the last people to see Sid Vicious alive. He, yeah, actually, I was just about to say that. Yeah, he hanging was, out with Jerry only and all those guys, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was actually with Sid the night that he died. He was. Uh, they went to the parties. It was him, and uh, yeah, Jerry only and Sid, and they went to the party where Sid ended up taking the overdose and dying. So Howie Pyro was hmm. being involved in the in the New York punk scene since the beginning, basically. So uh, yeah, he he's he's pa- sadly passed away, and uh, he was in a lot of bands over the years, apart from Degeneration. Um, I think there's one called PCP Highway. He was in after after Degen, mm. um, and a few other ones too. And then he had a radio show, I think, and uh, he was just very well known. Well, it's funny. I was re- I was reading his obituary, and he 
was a very popular DJ, I guess. Now, right. He moved to L.A. and was a popular DJ, which good for him. I mean, I, whatever, make a living playing music that's, or doing music. That's great. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I was sad to hear that Howie Pyro died. On a, on a totally different note, I see that the singer from Black Dahlia Murder here, who was a, a Detroit modern death metal band, probably one of the more popular modern death metal bands, it, and it certainly seems like he killed himself. I'm like, what is going on with these guys, Neil? Dear, dear, dear. Yeah, what is He's that? He's 40, 41, 41 years old. So that was his name is Trevor, Trevor Strand or something like that. I can't, I, it's weird spelling. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm like, man, anyway, not in our, not really in my orbit. I'm not really even a big fan of them, but he seemed like a fun dude. Like he always seemed to be up for cool stuff. It kind of reminded me of. You remember when, like, like all these, you know, we celebrities kill themselves. It happens, right? They're they're no different than you or I. But remember when Robin Williams killed himself, and you're like, yep. how does a guy who's the life of the party kill himself? It's a little more bothersome, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why, right? There was a lot of uh, self-loathing around about then, uh, about that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, well, and I kind of feel – my that guy – anyway, the guy from Black Dahlia Murder always seemed like a lot of fun. Like, he was always – I don't know, just kind of a bummer. Anyway, enough death and destruction. Let's play a great song. Let's remember Howie Pyro as he – he was a guitar player early on in his career, and he switched to bass to put together Degeneration, at least according to Wikipedia or the obituaries that I read. So let's play the best-known song by Degeneration. This is called No Way Out. Great song.
Christian Paul, Cinderella, Savior, and Eric. Just can't stay. That was Degeneration with No Way Out, and uh, yeah, I mean you should if if you've never like really listened to them before, that No Lunch album is absolutely fantastic. And uh, yep. see, that's the thing that fucking Record Store Day should be putting out instead of the instead of the yes, they should be catering of... to people like us who are into <laughs> fringe bands that most people don't know. Neil, dude, I'm just saying though, instead of the you know the the, the millions of fucking of reissues of things that don't need to be reissued because they can still get the original vinyl or whatever you know in a million places. Yeah. That was never issued on vinyl, so that deserves, yeah, that would be cool. You're right. That deserves well, a the, real vinyl release. You know, it just does. But, but you know, I was talking earlier about that Lurkers record yep. and how like how it was an absolute flop at Record Store Day, and how I bought it for like half price a couple years later. So I mean, I don't know that there's that many of us waiting on that stuff. You know what I mean? I think it might be a lot of kids who want to buy like magic school buses greatest hits on vinyl or all this other weird garbage you know yeah but how many people are actually buying all those uh different versions of lamf that come out every year or the, uh, the joe, joe strummer taking a fart on the toilet you know buying that you know something year old men waiting in line for freaking taylor swift records <laughs> yeah yeah when they should be waiting for degeneration god damn it yes hang your head hang your heads in shame idiots yeah anyway all right anyway so uh, so yeah so that was so that was so it's been a sad week then I'd, I'd never heard of the Black Dahlia murder guy I don't even not familiar with that band really it was at just all. today I just like I said they were they were from Detroit they were they were popular mob. oh oh Tom you've gone all metallic metal you've gone all metallic on uh, me guys, baby. if you have if you're having mental health issues reach out to your pals at punk till I die yeah exactly I mean I don't sleep by the phone or anything but I'll return your message in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So hang on, hang on till morning. Just I don't, know. just don't send us a message on our Instagram because you might not get a reply for a month. <laughs> yeah, we forget about Instagram. I don't even know how to access our Instagram. So yeah. maybe I got to put Lydia in charge of our Instagram. I'll put her in charge. Maybe of that you should. Or yes. Yeah, yeah. Something, um, something. We need a social media manager. You know what? We, you know what I need, Neil. And and, and I, I because you know my I loathe scheduling guests. Like, I, I love to have guests on. I love to talk to people. But, like, the scheduling part of it. Like, I loathe doing it. Mm-hmm. I need an intern. So, ah. anyway, if somebody wants to be our intern. Yes. It doesn't pay anything. And also, there's no fringe benefits. But it would be very prestigious. If it's a young 22-year-old, uh, nubile, uh, 
a Swedish <laughs> Swedish lady, then maybe she, there'll be some wear, benefits. Where you out? Where you out in two days, Neil? <laughs> where we out in two minutes? Um, <laughs> we'll be back with our sponsor. Yes, Viagra. Yes, I think <laughs> I think I think our new sponsor might just have canceled already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I hey, guess, listen, actually, we're not the ones who think babies are sexy, Neil. Oh, uh, that's true. That's yeah. Jeez, Mike, what's up with that? Mike um, can take it. He could. He's had enough of this nonsense too. So uh, you he's know, had enough of it, like us. He's had enough of the nonsense. I can tell. I have to. I, I have to ask you. So, do you ever listen to any other punk rock podcast or music podcasts uh, for that matter? I listen to the Ben Weasel one. Oh, you do? How is that? Is that any good? Um, that's a you no. know, <laughs> I, I enjoy it for the most part. I don't think it has a ton of entertainment value. It's definitely just because I enjoy it. I have listened to a bunch of them over the years, but I I haven't been lately. I mostly listen to music by every okay. time. I mean, I try. What are you? Have you been listening to some? Well, I try not to because I don't want it to tarnish. We don't want well, to not to not tarnish what we do, but to you know, it's for us to base something that we do yeah. on something that somebody else has done. I don't want to do that, so I purposely yeah, we make don't. fun of bands for being. We make fun of bands for being amateurs, and then we're going to be amateurs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, but I tell you what I have listened to. So, you know, remember Jonesy's Jukebox, right? He had a radio show, yep. one in LA. Yep. So he's recently turned that into a podcast. Okay. So his first two episodes were old uh, interviews. He interviewed Malcolm yep. McLaren in 2005. No, well, he's, he's a hard interview to get these days. Yeah. And I think the week after that, he interviewed Tony Wilson, who's an equally hard interview to get these I days. I don't know who that is. Tony Wilson was the, um, he was the, actually, he, owned, he, uh, he started Factory Records. Uh, so he did Joy Division and stuff. He's from Manchester. Is he, he alive? The... Or is he dead too now? Yeah, he's dead too. Yeah. Okay. He was the first person to put the Sex Pistols on TV. He was the mm. uh, he had the show So It Goes. Um, you know, uh, he formed Factory Records, signed Joy Division. Twenty uh, Four Hour Party People was a movie about him. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that. That's a, that. a good movie. It's a good movie if you want if you want to see that early Manchester scene, mm. Joy Division and stuff. Anyway, he's a, he's on the second episode. From, again, from 2005. And they're fascinating interviews, actually. Fascinating. Because Malcolm talks a lot about, obviously, how he started, uh, you know, his the sex, uh, the, the shop, you know, on the, on the King's Road and formed the pistols and stuff. Started managing the pistols. Um, sure. So we talked a lot about that in that one. And then Tony Wilson uh, is just a, a fan, basically. He, he loves Steve Jones, so he talks about having the pistols on on So It Goes mm. in 76 and uh, just a lot of even, music stuff. Even though stuff. he had to be a geezer, too, at that point. He was a, yeah, he was, he, was, he was a TV presenter, so he was probably in his yeah, 30s. early 30s or something like that. And, you know, how it changed everything for him, changed everything for everyone in Manchester uh, when the pistols played. So they're, they're just fascinating interviews. They're really good. So I think that's... Um, that that is going to be a, a fun podcast to listen to because it doesn't really <laughs> reflect what we do at all. But uh, it's uh, he has Glenn. Dan- he had I know he did a pretty good one with Glenn Danzig. Oh, he did. Oh, mate. yeah. Because I think he's got Chrissy, he's got Chrissy Hind on next week, so that will be interesting huh. too. Ah, that's because his book he talks about Shagner. Well, so and talking about that, his book, obviously the uh, the TV show Pistol comes out in a couple weeks, yeah. and so that looks like it's going to be a complete clusterfuck. It's but, on Disney Plus. Um, I think it's on Hulu as well. I think it's all going to be on oh, Hulu. So. I, I don't have Hulu at the moment. I dropped it, but I, I'll probably get it back. Yeah. So that's going to be it. I saw a review of it today, and it wasn't a good review. Um, and it Well, I, I hate to say it, but once again, you know, the fact of the matter is, the book was entertaining. I enjoyed his book. But 
you know, Johnny was in a lot of ways, and I'm not not discounting what the other guys brought to the band because Steve Jones' guitar sound is unmatched to this day. The other guys were fine musicians, but Johnny ultimately was the visionary of that band, right? Yep. Yeah. He so was... you can't expect the. I, I, I think not having his input is ultimately going to be harmful. Agreed. Now, granted, he might be such a pain in the ass that you just couldn't even deal with him, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I will probably watch it either way. Oh, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch it, but just, at just least like I'm gonna the, try the, the first the, couple. Uh, you know, they're doing the they're supposed to be doing the Joey Ramone thing too. I'll watch that too. But we'll, oh, they we'll, are. Who's playing Joey? Do you know? I think it's that Pete Davidson, that pasty freak on Saturday Night Live. Oh, shut the fuck up, dude! Listen, man, they're doing a they're doing a Weird Al Yankovic biopic, and Harry Potter, whatever that kid's <laughs> name is, That's is right. playing Weird Al, and he looks pretty convincing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You uh, put a porn stash on a guy, a curly afro, <laughs> and, a, and a Hawaiian shirt, and he looks like Weird Al. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I guess that's uh he is almost like a self caricature, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. I guess. I guess. Um well I'll tell you what, Tom, Tom, does it matter? Does any of it really matter? I don't know. And is this w- leading into the next is leading Yes, it song? is. It's pretty good, wasn't it? So uh yeah, this is the third single that I bought over the weekend. This is uh something new. This is uh Clowns with from Australia with a twenty twenty one single. Uh what well, maybe even twenty twenty two. Does it matter? So uh, take it away, boys.
that was clowns with their fantastic single does it matter um mm. talking about i cri- still have not i still have not really gotten into them that's a great song man that is a great song talking you know about- we were we, 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 we're not going to do a mid-year show this year where we talk about our favorite records, even though we talked about the Ravagers. But maybe next time, you know, we should each kind of talk about our top five or something for the year so far. All right. That sounds cool. Um, Make a mental note of that. I was going to say, talking about Crazy Australians, you know who's playing here this Saturday, but that sold out almost instantly? Chat. Uh, is uh no not waving the chats are touring i believe but no it's uh it's uh, why am i drawing a blank on a name i can't believe it amal and the sniffers thank you amal and the sniffers yeah my god that was a complete mental mental block well there. those are the only two there's literally like the only two australian bands are the chats and amal <laughs> and the sniffers and the saints <laughs> there the you guy go. died too all the guys in australia are going crazy right now um i do you know we do have a handful of people in australia that listen so we do. hey guys not anymore we don't good day um good day um so yeah amal and the sniffers are playing Boston, but they are Australia playing that's all i remember, remember that dude amal and the sniffers are playing the most retarded uh concert venue in chicago what's that the beat kitchen no they're playing the uh <laughs> Mike, what is the matter with me right now I'm it's just, big though right i'm just it's no no it's about it's, it's about 700 people Huh. It's the Logan Square Auditorium where I've been to see wrestling before. I've been to see a minor league wrestling uh, thing before. <laughs> Logan Square Auditorium holds about 700 people. It's a complete piece of shit um, falling huh. down. And I don't know what the fuck they were thinking when they booked in here. It sold out almost instantly. They could easily have sold out the Vic, probably, which is yeah, like 1,400, 1,400. Maybe even the Agora. I mean, they're, they're yeah. big. Pretty yeah. big. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Amal and Sniffers could have done so much better than this. It it just blows my mind. So I didn't get tickets because it sold out so fast. And now on the secondary market, they're going for like 120, 150 bucks. So as much no as way. I'd like to go, I don't think I'm paying that. Unless I go and try and scalp outside or something, you know? Just Someone say no to scalping, it. unless Ticketmaster is orchestrating it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all it's all illegal unless unless Ticketmaster is doing it. But, and then they uh, get their 20 bucks for a ticket again. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Emil and the Sniffers this Saturday, and unfortunately it looks like right now I'm going to miss it, which is a drag because I really, I, really I, love Once again, album. I don't, I, I mean, they're okay, but I don't, I know a lot of people love this band, and I do think they have an energy to them. I just, eh, I never really got into them deep enough to enjoy them so dude it's i think it's a fact of it is part of it is seeing her because she she jumps around like a like a retarded that, that five-year-old that, <laughs> that sexy mullet <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know how to use the word sexy with her but uh it's just it's like a it's like a train wreck you can't wait to at see our what age, she's Neil, gonna do next. under 30 at, at our age anybody <laughs> under 30 sexy <laughs> well, i wouldn't go that far all right, play uh, your song, yo. Let's 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 hear this clowns. Well, I did. I I just played it, dude. That was that's, oh. uh, yeah, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, so yes, yeah, so that was clowns. And I believe you're gonna play drowns next to keep the keep. The... All right, I'll tell you what. We will we'll, we will wrap this thing up. Punk die seventy seven at Gmail. Uh, Punk die die on Facebook. On point. Neil, what's the at? What's the actual e- uh, web address for On Point Press? People can go look at our T-shirts and stuff. I hope. I I think they're gonna get some sweatshirts once they can source them too, right? Um. Well, here's the thing. They didn't want to do that because the sweatshirts are so uh they're so expensive to to do onesie twosie. So if oh, we were gonna okay. do sweatshirts, they wanted me to like order ten and then they print them okay. up as needed, so I'd have to pay for those. But uh, um, the T-shirts and stuff are actually at loudpizza loudpizza.com loudpizza.com yeah okay. so if you go to loudpizza.com and hit uh they got one for apparel and one for goods 
and hit there, and you can see our t-shirts uh, right there. Punk till I die on black, punk till I yep. die on white. And then on goods, they have a mug, a lovely coffee mug. And actually, the coffee mugs are great, too, because they're white, but they got like a black handle and a classic yep. logo. And then they also have a 12-inch slip mat. So if you want to punctual, now, see, now I want a fl- now I want a flask, Neil. Now that we talk about flasks. Yeah, flasks. There you go. But the the, the slip, drunk till I die flask. The slip mat actually looks really fucking cool. I want one. The slip mat looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna. I probably will have to get one of those at some point too. Yeah, dude, so, I'm gonna buy. I'm just gonna buy all slip mats and mugs for my whole family for Christmas. Next year. <laughs> well, and then you got that. You got that. Uh, you got that bucket to give to your wife for Mother's Day. <laughs> The mob bucket, yes. That I put up on yes. the on the Facebook group. She noticed that. She seems very she seems very impressed. She seems very excited. She's gonna hit me with it the next time yes. I see her. <laughs> All right. Well listen, we already talked deaths. In in lieu of today's uh best of friends, best of spam, worst of spam segment, I'm actually gonna send a birthday uh, greetings. And now granted by the time this is released, uh, you know, this birthday will be long history, but our man Rev Peters, the guitar player singer from The Drowns, is birthday today. Yep. So say happy birthday to him, and you know at some point when the year's over, I'm sure we'll. That drowns record is gonna is is definitely one that's gonna draw a lot of conversation because it is very different than the last record. Yeah, it's an interesting so, uh, interesting direction for them to go in after the last one yep. got so much uh, so much uh, critical acclaim. Yeah, it's interesting in that yeah they got such good to get something so critically acclaimed and then to change directions. It's 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 interesting, but yeah. anyway, this this is the. So the new EP is called Lunatics. It's very much a rock and roll album, which is pretty rare in itself these days, right? Like a straight up, straight up rock and roll album. Yeah, it's like 1974. Um, so, yeah. Yes. So because it's Rev's birthday, we'll, we will play the lead track, which he sings on, and it is called "Live Like You're Dying." Great birthday song, right? "Live Like You're Dying."
the drowns with uh yeah live like you're dying so um yeah it's a good song it's just very very different right so yep. like, like we say it's very interesting how they decided to after such a critically acclaimed album they decided to go away from that sound completely and do something do something different um kind of brave of them Artists gonna be artists, you know. Artists gonna be artists, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we went from clowns to drowns. So there you go. There you go. Yep. So that's what you and get. And now we're gonna Neil and I are gonna take a little break. We're gonna yep. retreat to our retreat to our homes, and then we're gonna record another episode for your pleasure. Time bit. has been hard for us to come by lately. Yep. Uh, my schedule opens up a little bit later in the summer, so. And I don't know if people listen to us more or less in the summer. I don't know. I mean, you all should go out and take a walk and listen to us on your headphones or something. Well, or dude, you only listen to us when it's snowing outside. I don't know. Dude, it always amazes me when, uh, you know, I'll put up an episode and like an hour later, someone will say, oh, you know, and they'll have comments on it already. Like, I finished it. When's the next yes. one or something? They're like, holy shit. They're correct. Well, I, I think it, I think there's two two people, two kinds of people listen to us. There's people who do literally listen to them as soon as they come out which we love you we appreciate you and there's a type who kind of like hey when i got time i catch up right yeah and kind of binge binge it yeah so anyway we don't care just just listen yep and uh yeah thank you thank you for listening everybody as always and uh spread the word if you can and and we have stickers so if you want some stickers for free just email us and we'll be happy to send you stickers. stickers yep and uh yeah we'll be out and about summer's coming man we're gonna be we're gonna be neil and i are gonna be out and about we're gonna be uh Mixing with you common folks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Except for Just the, uh, except for the, if, if you see the knee highs on a bill, I would say ignore yeah. it. I mean, I'd avoid Listen it at all bar. costs. Avoid it anyway, at all yeah. costs. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. See us out and about. Let's yep. have a beer. Yep. Sounds we, good. Uh, so, anyway, hey, thanks for listening. You know, what do we say now? We say keep a little mark in your heart and stay free, everybody. So I'll smell you later. We'll smell you later. (laughs) Bye.